Gracious God, we thank you for making us children of God. We thank you that we are being made children of God, and we thank you that we shall be known as children of God. We pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. So when I was nine years old, my good friend Russ Douglas and I made the executive decision that we were old enough to ride our bikes to the Arbor Drug Store where they had the best selection of candy. I'm not sure why it is that drug stores do that, but I'm sure there's a reason, right? Arbor Drug was on Commerce Drive, which is the, or at the time, was the busiest street in Milford, Michigan, and situated right next to Breen's IGA, making that the busiest parking lot in Milford, Michigan. We navigated both of these obstacles unscathed, only prompting one car horn in the process. We returned safely to Russ's basement with our loot, and we had made it. No one had seen us. We had not encountered any problems. Our plan went off without a hitch, so they say. Or at least that's what we thought. It was then that Mrs. Douglas came down the steps to inform me that my mother had called and I needed to go home. The candy was confiscated and I was grounded. Much later, I would learn the way that I was caught. See, I have a brother, Brian, who is 12 years older than me. One of his old junior high teachers saw me at the Arbor Drug that day and called my mom bewildered. He said, Jerry, you're not going to believe this, but I just saw Brian Jones at the drugstore buying candy and he hasn't aged a day since sixth grade. I'm sure his teacher was relieved to find that I was actually the younger brother. So, good morning. I am Andrew Jones, not Brian Jones, and I am the youth, child, and family pastor here at the United Methodist Church of Whitefish Bay. I was born a Jones, and as I grew up, I began to act and resemble the people in my family, so much so that those who had never met me knew which family to whom I belonged. There was no denying I was a Jones child. So today in our lectionary scripture from 1 John, I would like to explore what it means for us to be children of God. So I will be reading from 1 John 3, 1 through 7. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. 
No one who abides in him sins, and no one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. God's word for God's people today. Thanks be to God. So, more than a couple times in our first Uh, Our our little passage there, we are identified as children of God. But how is that? It says because of the great love that God has given, or or some uh, translations say lavished upon us. The love that's being spoken of there isn't some uh, abstract idea, but rather the act we just celebrated during Easter. It's the love that Jesus displayed on the cross. Because of what Jesus has done, we are now God's children. I've had the privilege of watching both of my children being born. It was amazing. I mean, what I find remarkable is once I sent out a picture of the children being born, uh, comments started to come in, and they sounded something like this. Oh, uh, she or he looks just like you. I, I think that's sweet for people to say, but I certainly hope it's not true. You see, these newborns are bald, toothless, blotchy-skinned, and completely helpless. I mean, maybe that does resemble me. Oh, they're just like you, completely helpless. You know, don't get me wrong, there may be some facial feature resemblances, but no one's going to confuse me for a baby. But even though my children did not choose me, and they did not yet resemble or act like me, they were still my children because of love. The love of God and inclusion into God's family extends to everyone. Jesus went to the cross for disciples who ran away at his arrest. Jesus went to the cross for those who had come before. And Jesus went to the cross for those of us yet to be born. In the death and resurrection of Jesus, we are born into God's family. It is our current reality not of our own doing, but because of the completed work of Jesus. Through Christ's love, we are children of God. But not only are we children of God, we are also becoming children of God. We are already God's children and still not yet, which sounds absurd, right? What does that all mean? Well, think back to a different John 3, the Gospel of John. You're familiar with this passage. One of the verses says, For God so loved the world. You've heard that probably and could quote it in your sleep. But that verse, preceding that verse, is a greater conversation. Jesus is talking to a man named Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a person of Israel, God's chosen people. They believed that they were God's children. 
Jesus explained to Nicodemus, you must be born again, which was very confusing to Nicodemus, as it probably sounds uh, confusing to maybe some of us. Born of the Spirit. Hear this passage that we have today is written by the very same John, talking about us being children of God. And in that passage, it says that Jesus was revealed to take away our sin in verse 5. So through repentance, we turn away from sin and turn toward Christ. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do that. The idea of being born again is both us being unmade and remade. We all love the idea of forgiveness, the idea of a fresh start. And here we are. The lectionary commentary feasting on the word puts it this way. Our birth certificate states our natural identity. Our baptism certificate declares our true identity. We become children of God through Jesus, and we are becoming children of God through our transformation, through our fresh start. The work of Jesus is complete, and the work of the Holy Spirit begins through us. In her book, Traveling Mercies, Anne Lamont says, I do not understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are and does not leave us where it found us. So we begin again as children. I know something about working with children. I've been working with children for over 20 years. And it's a great joy in my life. Children are curious and fluid. They're often also stubborn and fickle. Their motives are pure and often innocent. They are also filled with possibility. Children frequently ask, why, why, why? But they also ask, why not? Children work hard to include everyone. Children long to be understood. Children desire to be good, to be loved, to be pleasing. It's a never-ending cycle for children of God. We are not yet complete, but already begun. As children of God, we are called to grow to be more like Jesus. Because growing up, well, it's what children do. That means we begin to change. Change that begins with our commitment to God and continues through our lives. Where the world values individualism, the children of God value community. Where the world values strength and might, children of God value humility and peace. People of the world define themselves by their career and achievements, but the people of God have their identity in Christ. One of the very first post-biblical writings about Christianity is called the Letter to Dionysus, and it explains and defends the way of the children of God. Of these Christians, there is something extraordinary about their lives. They reside in their own nations, but as resident aliens. They participate in all things as citizens and endure all things as foreigners. 
They obey the established laws, and yet their way of life surpasses the laws. Christians love all people, but all people look down on or persecute them. Condemned because they are not understood, they are put to death, but to be raised to life again. They live in poverty, but enrich many. They are totally destitute, but possess an abundance of everything. Though they suffer dishonor, that is their glory. They are defamed, but vindicated. This process of us changing and being transformed by the Holy Spirit to look more like Jesus is called sanctification. And through sanctification of, uh, of God's Spirit, we are becoming children of God. In this sanctification, we strive to recapture that image of God bearing a family resemblance. So how do we live lives as children of God in the countercultural way of Jesus? Our passage that we've been studying says, Dear children, don't let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. Children of God look to do what is right in the world. So often the church is considered judgmental and accusatory. Jesus came to set things right, to redeem us, to be God for us and with us, not God against us. The children of God should look like Jesus in love and action. Our bishop, Bishop Young, recently sent out a letter about the recent events of the week that have divided our society. I'd like to read part of it for you. He says, too often we define ourselves by what we oppose. Now, I'm not saying it is not important to take a stand against evil or vices, but being against is not the same as being for. We want to tear down the policies and programs that have privileged one group of another. Yes, we want to destroy the presidential prejudicial mindsets that lead to violence, aggression, condescension, segregation, and colonialization. We wish to remove influences and attitudes that undermine the self-esteem, pride of identity, and deride precious benefits of cultural diversity. All of this work is important, but to what end? As racism is destroyed, what rises to take its place? As we tear down, what do we build? As we deconstruct, what do we create? Our vision cannot simply be the elimination of the negative, do no harm, but must cast an image of something new and better and beautiful, that we do all the good we can. For me, this vision and image is shaped by the theological framing of beloved community. As Christian disciples, I believe that our energy and effort should be aligned toward a return to Eden, a place for all people to live in peace and harmony, dignity and respect. I am anti-racist, but more importantly, I am pro-Asian and pro-black and pro-African and pro-Hmong and pro-Mexican and pro-Korean and pro-Central American and 
you can expand my list to include any and all people, all the children of God in God's creation. It's not by coincidence that our bishop would mention the children of God. It is our identity. We are the children of God. We are becoming the children of God. And by living into that identity in Christ, we reveal our heritage to be known as children of God. Recently, I went before the Board of Ordained Ministry as one of my final steps to becoming a full member of the Wisconsin Annual Conference. In my interview, one of the members asked me about my background as a public educator. For those who don't know, I was a public educator for 14 years before entering the ministry. They wanted to know how I was able to share my faith in an environment that was typically considered hostile to the gospel. I confessed that at first I wasn't sure that I had shared my faith. It was a deep challenge to keep faith commentary to myself at times, but I honored the idea that I could not indoctrinate children in my care as a public educator. After all, I would not want other public officials to indoctrinate my own children. I like the freedom of faith we have in our country. So it wasn't until I announced that I would be leaving education to go into ministry that I found that my witness to Christ, while not verbal, was not silent or secret. Several students affirmed that my faith was obvious to them. One student, whose younger brother was a friend to my son, reached out to let me know that my actions spoke loudly to my faith in Christ. St. Francis of Assisi has challenged us to preach the gospel at all times and, when necessary, use words. Through our witness to the world, we are known as children of God. I pray that as children of God, we will see our family resemblance as we serve our community, advocate for justice, and love one another. As we look toward the children of the United Methodist Church at Whitefish Bay, let us leave them an example and a legacy to follow that they too may be recognized as children of God. Amen.